0: Welcome everyone. This is All About Windows Phone Insight Podcast 189, recording this on Tuesday the 16th of August 2016. A big thank you to Stephen Quinn for stepping in last week, but we have Mr. Rafe Blandford back.
1: Yes, hello everybody, I'm back this week, uh, managed to get the schedule working this time but a big thank you to Stephen for stepping in at relatively short notice last week and hopefully you enjoyed uh listening to a slightly different tone of voice and hearing some new opinions. Steve as ever was, you know, being the host, the rock of the podcast, so thanks to him too. Uh But yes, I'm back this week and I know we've got a fair few things to to work through but we're going to try and do a skip hop and a jump through this uh, podcast over the next 30 minutes or so.
0: Yes, yes, lots of little stories, but some of them more significant than their their time allotted in the podcast might lead you to believe. First of all, breaking news uh, went up about an hour before this podcast was recorded on the Tuesday evening. Windows 10 Mobile, the anniversary update, i.e. Redstone, basically is now rolling out to all the people who are not on the Insiders program. Now, at this point, everyone listening to the podcast who is on the Insiders program is going to say, so what? We had this bill weeks ago, and they're absolutely (laughs) right, but that's absolutely fine it's uh, it's the the base, basic point I wanted to get across in the flow rafe is that the redstone update um this this um, this new whole new branch of the operating system enables new api's new functions and uh, so much more under the hood I did a summary piece which I linked to in this flow basically what's new from threshold to redstone uh, and there's a surprising amount and all of those production users, all those people on 8.1 devices that upgraded to Winiston Mobile through the upgrade advisor, all of those people who are not on the insider program, they're now all going to be at the same level as the rest of us on Redstone. And all of these APIs are going to make sense. All the UWP apps which rely on those are going to suddenly make sense. A lot of apps will come out of beta because they can be fully rolled out because the OS supports it. So hopefully this is forward into a brave new world. Absolutely.
1: I mean, I think you're hitting an nail on the head there. This is now having this anniversary update go mainstream. And I mean, actually, the figures do show that there's a lot of people on the Insiders program. If you look at some of the uh, reports from around the web, you know, anywhere between 5 and 20%. I think that's typically because uh, those reports pick up the very active users. But even so, I know there's a lot of people having talked to various people. But still, the majority of people... Won't have been on this, you know, insiders program. So this is the first time they're going to see it. And as you say, I mean, we covered it in the last but one podcast. There's yeah. a whole bunch of new areas, and that article divides them quite nicely into experiences and kind of broad categories rather than the change logs, which sort of tend to be a bit impenetrable at times. Uh, as you say, I think actually the the watchword here is sort of enabling new things and improvements to existing experiences and we've talked about continuing we've talked about various apis for new apps and, you know, inevitably with these kind of updates, people go, oh, there isn't any one big new thing to talk about. Um, but this is kind of a yearly update. This is the kind of ongoing update cycle that we're now living with. And I would actually say it's the impact on some of the apps and the kind of some of the app updates that go with that that will probably have the biggest impact day to day. Um, You commented quite rightly in the story, Steve, that actually this version that's rolling out is basically the one that's been around for a couple of weeks and, um, yes, I was kind of hoping that the, the delay or the kind of the slight pushback on the de- date for this, uh, anniversary yeah. update release would mean there'll be a few more bug fixes. But I guess they were just checking that there was nothing major in terms of, uh, faults or bugs. And we, we kind of know they're all in there and it's, it does feel like it's reset to, you know, not being quite production ready, but you know, that's obviously a subjective judgment. But what I suspect will also happen now is we'll see a fairly rapid cadence of updates you know for the general population not just on the insiders program it'd be interesting to see kind of what the difference is there and obviously we're now effectively having everyone on the sort of the same branch rather than that separation that we had recently and and so that's also kind of a good thing because i suspect that allows for a concentration of efforts around fixes and that sort of thing so it may be we actually almost see an acceleration of some of those updates. Anyway, um, I I don't want to talk through this too much because we did cover it on a a previous podcast, but a big deal for the uh, Windows 10 mobile world, obviously, and obviously goes hand-in-hand with the anniversary update on uh, desktop Windows as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And some of the issues which I had been complaining about in in windows 10 mobile up to now not notably the media buttons whereby if you pop up the volume control and the media player after say a 10 minute pause you pre- then press the play icon and nothing it doesn't happen you press it again and it happens the second time it's obviously a bug but i can only assume that it's, it's such a high profile bug but it's also so integral to the the way the media system works i can only th- think they're planning to completely rewrite that for redstone 2 and the reason they haven't fixed it yet is that they cannot fix it without significantly rewriting parts of the os so i'm hoping that that, that within a couple of builds of redstone 2 all of a sudden the media stuff will be rewritten and my beloved podcast resumption uh, will finally work again so i live in <laughs> hope anyway right um the lumia 950 is now down to the price i said it should have been in the first place um, in the U- amazon uk are now offering it for 295 that's the white lumia 950 and i go just thinking back right when the 950 was first announced with the 950 xl i think we, we we kind of guessed it what the prices should be and from memory i think i said it should be 299 with the 950 xl at 349 and i think you possibly guessed 50 pounds more than that that they obviously they significantly um extended that price for the actual launch but it has been coming down steadily and i think 295 now including vat in the uk and with the likelihood that if you go into the Lumia offers application after you've received your new device, then there will hopefully be the, the offer to a, grab a free display dock and a year's worth of Office 365 with that one terabyte of OneDrive space. So, in theory, if you do get both those Lumia offers, it's not a guarantee, but you might well do, um, 295 for a Lumia 950 minus about £140 value for those two extras, you get a Lumia 950 for about 140 quid. So, I think the Lumia 950 is a great price now. And If anyone's been holding off, now is definitely the time to buy, Rafe.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, when we were talking about those original prices, kind of what we thought they should be, I think we we all knew that they were going to be at the upper end of the price scale, as indeed uh, proved to be the case. But it was kind of what value we thought they should be based on kind of the material and what they needed to do if they were going to be successful Um, you know now they do represent good value for money because you do get a very high-end smartphone and particularly things like the screen and the camera you know you're going to find it difficult to match those against other devices you know there are always going to be something better or another alternative Um, but you're right also to point out those special offers they do make for a a, a pretty attractive deal if you can sort of take advantage of them and you know it 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 works for you so uh, you know I, I'm kind of impressed that it's it's come down, but I guess the uh, drop in price is something we've always seen uh, with devices from uh, Nokia and then Microsoft. It happens to other manufacturers. Apple, I guess, is one that tends to retain the resale and the, the retail price um, more steadily or more consistently. Um, but I guess it's also probably uh, artefact of the fact that they've had to kind of reduce the price to kind of keep the sales going. Um, obviously, it's kind of less of a concern in one sense in this new world where it's sort of not aiming into the mass consumer market. But actually, if you're looking for a Windows-powered device and you're, you know, wanting to get the mobile option, I, I do think it represents a good value for money with all the, the caveats around the ecosystem stuff. I mean, you know, if you wanted to get kind of the equivalent in the iPhone or the Android world, you would be paying more money. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, you probably—it's not in the show notes, Ray, but you probably saw my uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek article pointing out the similarities uh, this morning between the Lumia 950 and the N95 on <laughs> back from Symbian, Nokia <laughs> N95 from 2007, and there are a surprising number of similarities in terms of their aims and their positioning and materials and the flexibility and not least the fact they both got the, the numbers nine five in the name i was just uh, i was just taken by it and i hope people got a kick out of the article anyway
1: uh, well it's interesting i mean you say that partly in jest but actually i think it reflects in in many ways we haven't seen massive advancements in uh kind of the basic what i call the things that you can do with a smartphone now obviously experience has come on a long way and i don't think we could persuade anyone to go back to using n95 <laughs> um, but in terms of the kind of i mean even down to the, the sort of the form factor particularly if you start looking at the touch device and obviously the n95 was a, a non-touch device but things like being able to work on the move entertainment on the move um and you know things like the gps and the the whole sensors and the hardware that was in there now you know there have been advances and things have got precise and you know it's amazing for example how far cameras have gone on but or screen technology and actually the battery technology has improved you know you get kind of uh i would say a higher quality of design you know particularly these unibody designs and metal but when it comes down to a lot of the fundamentals uh, actually, it's it's not like the early days of smartphones where actually you did see very rapid improvements and experiences being added all the time. And it's easy to harp back to stuff like I don't know the seventy six fifty say with the first smartphone with a camera. Although actually some of the uh, Microsoft uh, the the SPV devices from HTC and others could also uh, kind of make a claim in that space. But you know early on they didn't have that yeah. that that same level. And certainly things like the sensors you know didn't didn't come in in the early days and even to an extent you know what you can do with the apps and the integration i say all of that and then i look at the latest things that you can do with the apps on the phone and you know the kind of particularly things around extensions and the way you can now use a lot of app functionality kind of that's tied into the platform or outside the platform um, and that's particularly true on android and ios but you see it on uh Windows 10 mobile as well with the kind of interactive notifications and push notifications in general are great examples. So, uh, you know, I I did think as I read the article, found myself nodding away. And yes, it's a bit tongue in cheek. uh, But also, I think the the thing is, recently we've seen um, iterative improvements to the software experience which do make a light and day difference, they are much, much easier to use. And actually, that's the thing. It's gone from kind of being a, a quite a geeky pursuit where you have to work out how to use everything to being much more mainstream. And the consequences of that, of course, is the scale of the ecosystem is just so huge. And therefore, we see many more things on it. And actually, to me, that's the big difference. You know, now that idea of having a smartphone app is something that almost... Every customer, a company that has kind of a customer facing service needs to think about and consider if they're going to access a certain segment of their customer base. And actually, increasingly, you're getting companies that are entirely dependent on their customers having smartphones and accessing their service that way. But, you know you think of the traditional companies maybe the utility providers they've all gone self-serve you know submit your electricity meter reading you've got the mobile only companies the ubers and the uh, deliveries of the world and all those other on-demand services but it's just that's actually the difference we're kind of all pervasive and actually at the same time you recognize the roots of the technology were were in place you know five ten years ago
0: yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned there that the uh, Lumi 950 software has now been you know, kind of fixed up. And that that's another similarity I found. Just remembering absolutely. back to the very first N95, I was hand delivered one of the first N95s off the production line back in night two. I think it was Christmas 2006 and version 10 firmware this is kind of going off topic topic but the first firmware was completely unusable it would crash at a moment's notice there was almost no ram for applications you'd run about one or two applications then it run out of ram and things would close down and the whole phone would freeze it took a good six to seven to eight months for that version 20 (laughs) firmware to arrive at which point it was really very usable Um, and all of a sudden you had uh, i think it was 30 megabytes of ram free after booting rather than 20 something like that i may have got those figures wrong but this is back in the deep and distant past but the point is that 950 has taken a similar length of time we're now about nine months after first appearance and now all of a sudden the software is pretty darn stable and very capable and doesn't keep crashing every day so there yes another similarity anyway do go read the article put a link in the show notes and if you haven't already seen it um moving on swiftly skype there's been a bit of a hoo-ha in the press, Rafe and I, I've i been on a few of the sites and posted corrective comments to all the people uh, brewing up a storm in a teacup. Uh, Skype has, uh, or Microsoft Skype, I should say, has basically given a timescale for when they're going to stop supporting the old Windows Phone 8.1 Skype app, and they're now saying it will continue to work until sometime in early 2017, at which point they've finished moving Skype to, to the cloud, i.e. using the Microsoft servers rather than being peer-to-peer. Um, and at that point, that the old 8.1 app will, will stop working. And the sites around the world have gone into a complete hoo-ha, saying this is this is, Microsoft can't even support its own instant messaging platform. What on earth is it doing? Um, but the, the reality, of course, is that Skype is now a, a universal Windows platform app. It's fully available on desktop, tablet, and, and Windows 10 mobile. It runs... Pretty smoothly. I still think it needs some optimization. I feel it could be faster, but it, it's, it's fully working. And these these articles that completely lambasted Microsoft for, for not supporting Skype for these older phones, um, they completely ignored the fact that, that, that Skype is carrying on very merrily and much sleeker and more integrated and across more more form factors.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because we talked about this one earlier, and I know I was kind of uh, perhaps a bit more upset about this, this than you. Uh, but at that point, we didn't actually have any, any timings or you know, when it was going to stop working. And so, you know, being told that it's going to work into early 2017, that seems sort of reasonable-ish to me. And certainly, I mean, it's, I I speculated it might be, you know, as soon as the autumn, but that gives you a a bit of lead time. I mean, it does still feel relatively early, given that um, that's basically going to be a year on from the kind of the launch of Windows 10 Mobile. And there were devices still being sold at that point, which kind of weren't upgradable if you looked at the very old stock, but certainly uh, I mean, two years, it, it kind of feels like that's not totally unreasonable. Um, and obviously there's a good reason to do it, but we, we've commented on this before. There is a tendency sometimes to write the easy bashing story um, and, I don't think there's any way of sort of saying, oh, it's a good thing. It's obviously not, but it's kind of a storm in a teacup thing. Um, And, you know, where do you devote your resources? You know, is it better to keep on? Kind of supporting an old version, and in this case, I suspect the decision may be totally out of uh, Microsoft or the developer's hand. You know, if they wanted to support it, they would have to rewrite the Skype application for Windows Phone 8.1. Yeah. Why are you going to do that when you've got relatively limited resources? Concentrate on Windows 10 Mobile, where yeah. you know it can be a universal app, and actually, we're going to see a lot more of that. You know, that's the reality of you know an ecosystem, which is basically um gaining a lot from its kind of desktop cousin. So I would yeah. would would hazard a guess that a lot of this new Skype is coming directly across from the desktop and a relatively small amount of mobile optimization is, is being done. If they wanted to do sim- something similar for Windows eight 8- they would kind of have to rewrite the whole thing. It's a a much bigger effort. And it's actually one of the kind of unheralded benefits of Windows 10.1 in a way that you will continue to see good support for things on Windows 10.1, not just from Microsoft, but potentially also from third-party developers who uh, are targeting desktop Windows, but go, actually, we'll also also manage to do Windows 10 Mobile. I guess that happens the other way around as well. So, you know, like you say, I mean, I think, you know, it, it... it it kind of frustrates me to see that kind of commentary because it misses some of the nuances
0: yeah yeah if you actually look at the devices certainly above the very bottom end of the market um, that weren't upgradable to windows 10 mobile We're we're talking for by the time we get to early 2017 they will be four years old i think it's fair enough for uh, internet facing services on a four-year-old phone on a four-year-old effectively platform for things to start breaking i, I think four years in the mobile world is an eternity we all know how fast it moves i still think that certainly anyone who's actively using skype on an actively using windows phone will will have some level of enthusiasm that will have driven them to buy a newer model or a more capacious model, a more capable model, and therefore they will be already clicking that upgrade advisor on Windows 10 Mobile and on the Skype UWP. I, I think there'll be very, very few norm on older uh, budget handsets who'll think, hang on a minute, this isn't working, because they'll consult yeah. their tech friends, and the tech friends will either say, well, you should have bought something newer or more or capable or bought an iPhone.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's right. You know, the, the criticism tends to come from the people who have the Windows 10 mobile device and won't be affected by it. And the people who are on those older devices typically aren't going to be using all of the experiences, the full power of their phone. Um, yeah. That's not to say there won't be anyone affected. Clearly, there's always going to be a, a subset of users, um, and they have every right to feel frustrated. But as you say, you know, with those older devices, there is a sense of inevitability. And you know, in the same way that you can be frustrated that you didn't get the Windows 10 mobile update uh, itself, and you know this happens on on other platforms as well you know it can take very long time for the software updates to arrive if they arrive at all um they're increasingly you do see applications and particularly the new ones will be developed only for say the two most recent versions of the platform which you know for android and ios typically mean you know the the last two versions or it doesn't quite work. And so, you know, Microsoft have actually been quite upfront with communicating this and they, you know, that's, that's the way you, if you have to do it, that's the way you should do it. Um, if I'd been them, I would have probably try to put this data out a bit earlier and they probably would have only had one, one round of this new cycle, but there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're turning to a lighter subject. I did put up a link to uh, an advert, a, a, a HP promo for their Elite X3, and I entitled it "Now That's How to Do a Windows 10 Mobile Flagship Advert." And I don't know whether you had time to watch this Rafe, but it's it's really well produced. It sells a really um, c- continuous and compelling story. And I just I think if Microsoft had been serious about selling the Lumia 950 six months ago, they'd have done something similar. I can only think that Microsoft's advertising and marketing for the 950 and 950XL was deliberately low-key because they, they didn't really want to sell in huge numbers to normal users because they knew the software was still being worked on. I suspect that now... Uh, now we've got the the redstones out anniversary updates out i think that microsoft will actually start ramping up some of their their advertising for these models contrary to what most of the tech press are saying i know the models are now six seven months old but they don't feel it to be honest and now the prices as we said earlier are a much more competitive level they could put out a bit of a marketing campaign uh and i think they would i think they do quite well i wish they'd done an advert as good as this hp one though
1: uh well it's an interesting one because i'm not sure uh, the software was quite ready to show all of that stuff off at, at that point in time, and I also think obviously HP benefits from um, arguably having a much narrower focus on who it's targeting with these apps, and therefore it's got a, a simpler story to tell. That business, uh, yeah, exactly. It's you know targeting enterprise and business users, whereas Microsoft, you know, at the launch at least was was still trying to keep some consumers. And in one sense, it was having to explain the whole of Windows Ten Mobile, you know. Uh, HP and uh, to be honest, it's a two and a half minute kind of mini uh, demo video as much as advert. Most of the stuff that Microsoft was producing for the the 950, at least that was making it onto kind of wide distribution, was the thirty second traditional TV spot. Uh, but yes, you know credit to HP for actually coming up with a video that I think actually in a relatively short period of time explains. Uh, continuum the laptop dock and actually what's quite a quite a complex thing to sort of get across and it's not something people are necessarily going to be familiar with uh, but it does i think elicit that sense of kind of curiosity and, and almost a little bit of wonder you know it, it works well so I, I was impressed by it
0: yeah now riff, i'm jealous of you you have got a surface pro 3 is That's that right correct. yes Yes, and these modern um, Microsoft uh, hardware, sort of hybrid laptops, whatever, two in ones, um, they are fully compatible with the what we've been talking about for a few months now, which is uh, this connection, this uh, continuum connection on built into Windows 10 Anniversary Update. So presumably you've got that on yours, and in theory you could now go, um, go into the s- settings and go and click on Project this PC, and then there's a couple of options to tick on, and once you've and basically said yes, I want. Um, continuum enabled phones to connect to this pc and you set up the options appropriately in theory then on your lumia 950 or whatever you can just tap on connect and say yes connect to my surface pro 3 and then you're basically using your surface pro 3 or similar as a continuum display for your phone in exactly the same way as you would with a you know mirror cast enabled tv score TV screen or so. So, we've been talking about this idea of uh, t- co-opting uh, PC displays, laptop displays, whatever, around you. And it, w- Microsoft has actually put that code into place now and it is in production PCs all around the world. Having said that, I had, have done some testing. I've got three Windows 10 PCs here, ranging in age from about six years to four years to two years, and all of them are too old. They all come up with error messages and saying the hardware is not compatible, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I've documented all the different error messages in the story, but I suspect, Rafe, that Microsoft have a grand gesture saying, yes, Windows 10, you can connect you know, connect to it from your, your Lumias or your Windows 10 mobile devices. In actual fact, what they really mean is if it's Windows 10 and it's a device made in the last couple of years and it has a certain uh, wireless chipset, then you can do that. There do seem to be a r- rather too many caveats, and I wonder how many of these can be worked around in software.
1: Indeed, yes, as you say, you know there isn't uh, perhaps as much clarity as there should be about um, how it works. I suspect that's partly because there's just so many combinations of things out there, it's probably quite hard to come up with uh, a definitive list. But as you say, uh, kind of basically the more modern your hardware is, the more likely it is that it will work. I have to admit, I haven't actually tried this with the Surface Pro 3, mainly because, of course, when I'm using the Surface Pro 3, um, because actually everything does tend to sync back and forth uh, pretty seamlessly, Um I'm quite happy to use that and and use desktop Windows, the grown-up version on there. I suspect if I got into the habit of using a bit more on Road Warrior type and actually wanting to use some of the stuff that is on my phone itself, maybe I'll be a, a little bit more interested. But I, I will go and give this a go this week, and I will uh, sort of report back on the experience. Um, and we've commented several times that Continuum, I think, and its utility depends very much on what you're trying to do Uh, and you know your style of working and indeed what you're doing um, it makes sense kind of if it's your only device or only personal device you have with you so actually going into maybe someone else's office and being able to use kind of a host monitor rather than having to fiddle about with cables it can all be done uh, wirelessly I think using it with your own PCs kind of Makes less sense, <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, if, if, if you like. And it's the same yeah. with, you know, uh, actually using it on your own TV, you're probably going, okay, fine. Using it in a hotel TV or when you're, you know, presenting to someone and you want to project up onto a big screen, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so it's probably just... Ray's trying to insert desperately an excuse for what he hasn't actually tried it on the Surface Pro apart from not having had uh, much time to have it, you know, g- give it to play. And actually, I think I probably also need to get around to actually saying yes to the anniversary update, which, of course, I will be doing. Um, and actually, it's something I can hopefully get sorted this weekend.
0: And once you've done that, I can roll into your office and take over your, your absolutely, monitor.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And you, you won't mind at all, because it'll give you an excuse to go off for a walk. That,
1: that's great. Anytime, Steve. <laughs>
0: i did a feature people were asking basically for older devices that have been updated um, first of all from 8.1 to threshold threshold branch then to redstone um, certainly the older phones which have been quote hacked i say you hacked and it's not that difficult i see my the story and the comment in the previous couple of podcasts but but basically i was looking at the speed at which uh, windows 10 mobile runs Um, compared to 8.1 and comparing the two windows 10 mobile builds as well so basically 8.1 threshold and redstone on exactly the same hardware and it was quite surprising i expected that the threshold and redstone the speed of the experience the speed of starting applications etc would be pretty similar and i.e that everything would be processor bound and ram bound and so forth but in actual fact redstone was significantly slower than threshold. So we have Windows 8.1, I would say, is about twice as fast as a finger in the air estimate as Windows 10 Mobile on the same hardware. And then Redstone is another 50 to 70% slower again than Threshold. And if you look at the feature rate for my table, it basically comes down to certain applications which are uh, using uh, Redstone APIs and are obviously got extra functions extra capabilities extra modules that take advantage of those and i don't believe those are fully optimized yet and as an example of that to prove the point uh, this the new skype uwp app which is you know we we, we tried it we just mentioned it and um, in passing if you start that up after you've just booted your phone on uh, on a lumia 920 let's say in my table so an older device and you you start it up after booting at 10 seconds to launch the skype uwp which is slow but just about acceptable in the context of signing into a cloud service and so forth it was only five seconds under 8.1 by the way under the old 8.1 app but the same skype uwp under redstone um and i.e the build 14393 the anniversary update 17 plus seconds i <laughs> timed i did several runs 17 seconds each time that's a long time that's almost twice as long as under threshold so it's clear that the the newer applications like skype and Windows 10 maps is another example that they have been rewritten for redstone they have got modules which work better with redstone but they, they really haven't been optimized well for the older hardware um i guess we could say that it everything's going to be as tweaked optimized to, to within an inch of its life and certainly on the newer hardware i don't think there will be that kind of difference i guess well, the next thing i should test is uh one of the more recent devices so one of the the x30 or x40 devices um between these two builds of windows and mobile but certainly there, there are clear issues and anyone who's been struggling on for example playing around with an old lumi 920 a 925 or indeed a 1020 and has you know, hacked it up to redstone and said wow i've got all the latest applications the latest code the latest operating system." Well, you have but it's going to be two two and a half to three times lower than it was under 8.1 which is quite a speed penalty so it's just interesting stuff i love fiddling around with speed and benchmarks and tables even if it annoys your readers sometimes
1: i don't think it annoys readers i mean i think in this case it's particularly informative because it helps explain why some of those decisions were made about what phones got what updates yeah but also what was interesting to my mind you know ostensibly the lumia 920 and lumia 1020 are very similar in specification we actually know that the 1020 has kind of some special hardware in it to support the camera and actually that's uh you know in one sense it's the least optimized and so the 920 which is kind of nearer to being a, a standard hardware family or it is a standard hardware family actually performs kind of a little bit better but then of course it it depends on some of the things that you end up uh, uh looking at and so actually if you look at the total time i mean that's kind of the giveaway as you say the the 1020 as it was intended and i suspect the 920 as it was intended you know comes in at around that kind of uh what 66 uh seconds as soon as you put uh you know, uh, the next version on 112, almost double for the 920 and even more yeah. for the 1020. And like I said, that's, I think, an experience, you know, whether you can call it performance, because actually that's the pure performance numbers, but it's at that experience of having to wait for things. And, you know, a lot of them move up from being, you know, four or five seconds to being eight or nine seconds, a very noticeable pause. And that's what kind of destroys the experience. I mean, actually, I think even. Um, the 920 at times you you look at it now compared to a modern smartphone and you sort of go it can be it can be a little bit bit slow on the most recent uh, particularly with windows 10 mobile and then you switch back to 8.1 and you go yeah that that just works better and it's that Intangible feeling. So, um, as you actually rightly noted, there are a whole bunch of caveats in this because some of the apps have changed very radically. And I think that's the thing we sometimes yeah. miss. You know, you do the same things with them, um, but I guess maps is a good example, um, outbook and the, so, or mail is a, is a good example. Actually, although you may be doing the same things, reading your email and getting directions from them, their capabilities have increased substantially. And of course that requires new code, all of which has to sort of get in there somehow and so it's a thing we always tend to forget about and you're only reminded when you pick up an older device and suddenly find oh yeah it is less capable earlier in the podcast we were talking about how similar things are and yes those experiences are the same in in terms of what you're trying to do but actually the richness of those experiences has got so much better and i mean on windows 10 mobile i think um outlook and edge are probably the standout examples but also office um so you know, this is an interesting thing. I'm, I've frankly, I've been surprised by how many people are kind of interested in getting a threshold on some of the older devices because I really don't, don't feel it's worth it, especially when, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, there are some pretty good value Windows 10 mobile devices available now. I know you might be very attached to your yellow 920 or whatever it happens to be. Um, but sometimes you do it, it's going to go uh, bite the bullet i mean again actually that's a, a subjective thing people are free of course to hold on to that old hardware and i know not everyone will be able to kind of unlock the value and kind of uh, be able to buy an update um but you know if you're in that position i think you'll be i mean would you agree Steve? if you recommend people with those old hardware probably going up to uh, a redstone oh sorry and, and, and threshold It's not worth it, Um, (laughs) however much fun you might have playing about with it
0: yeah i would if you're using the phone day to day and it's your main smartphone then you're probably limited in terms of budget anyway and you 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 want a fairly fluid experience i think 8.1 still got a few months say another six months of use but with the skype is an issue of course and for the people in our community if you've got if you're stuck for funds then you carry on with your 8.1 device until the end of 2016 at that point i think you really will have to bite the bullet um it's kind of an academic exercise really with some older hardware people like the 1020 for it's in and flash and for that reason alone it's not having as a secondary phone you can put your sim in it for example for an event or a party and accept that you've got a slightly slower uh, overall experience but you can have to take some great photos um what i would say is i think you hit the nail on the head at the start of that answer talking about uh microsoft looked at the feedback from users about windows 10 mobile on the older hardware like 920 925 820 720 1020 and the over the overall message they were getting back was it's a bit too slow and they kind of they, they latched onto that, but more than that, at the back of Microsoft's mind, they knew the roadmap. They knew that every single device, every, in capital letters, device that was going to have Windows 10 Mobile would also be taken to Windows 10 Mobile Redstone. They knew, Dan, they could see from their code constructs, they knew that... The devices which they did allow to go up say say they allowed a nine twenty to go up to into ten mobile threshold. They'd then have had to, had to think, okay, well that's we've then got to take it on to, to Redstone, and they knew full well that taking such a device on an S four processor to Redstone would almost double. The delays again they knew that it wasn't just a question of it's a bit slow it was going to be dog slow by the time they got to redstone <laughs> and they were going to have to take it that one step further so they deliberately said "Look, we're not going to take you on step one because there we could there's no way we can take you on step two we know how slow that's going to be and i think that's the reason the real reason why these older devices weren't officially sanctioned
1: yeah i think that's that's spot on
0: you can tell i'm in ranting mood can't you <laughs> I can, yes. i've can. i had a bit of a day anyway there we are um, i think we'll call a halt to it there Rafe. it's the summer and i think we'll stick to just over the half hour mark and leave plenty of stuff for next week hopefully And i'm sure there'll be things happening even though it's the kind of the, the quiet time in the tech world but it's been a pleasure talking to you and i'll i'll sign off for now
1: Absolutely. And I would echo the same back. Um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next time. Of course, if you've got any questions, send them in and we will try to get around to answering them a little bit more speedily than we have uh, in the past. But yeah, thank you, Steve, and Thanks, everyone, for listening and tune in next time.